What's up, NBA fans? Welcome to the NBA Second Stringers NBA podcast, uh, covering all the latest news and rumors. Um, and this week, the trade that we all saw coming finally occurred, Kawhi Leonard. This Kawhi Leonard trade just showed why you don't cross Greg Popovich, because if you do, he will exile you out of the U.S., and into the Eastern Conference. Banished. The trade finally happened. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard is no longer a spur. He's no longer um, an American. No longer an American. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to get a work permit in order to suit up for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Meanwhile, DeMar DeRozan is heartbroken to make his way back um, to to the U.S. and to sunny San Antonio in Texas. Quick reaction on this trade, Sean. Oh, my gosh. This was quite something to wake up to because this happened for us at, like, what 2 a.m in the morning and i wake up to just a wall of tweets it was crazy i i mean i did not see this coming i honestly had no idea what was going to happen with this but uh yeah the spurs are back that that, that's what this means yeah um and we'll 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 go over this trade and more uh we'll go over the summer league josh hart with the mvp there lakers and Cavs exciting summer league final there go over some of the free agent signings jabari parker getting the bag a little bit (laughs) the 20 million um but first i don't think the spurs are necessarily out of the playoff but i mean this western conference is going to be a wild race but just in case here's the question sean trivia question okay who was the season mvp the last time the spurs didn't make the playoffs it's like it's like the regular season mvp yeah um Oh man, did I, was I even born yet? <laughs> Dang. You, yeah, you were born. Was I born? Okay, yeah, it was like what, twenty-one years ago? Roughly, roughly yeah, you're close. God, <laughs> dude, what was it? Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> close, close. It was actually Carl Malone, nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, okay, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, the year they, the Admiral had to sit out, and the the Spurs tanked enough to get Tim Duncan, and Carl Malone walked away with the season MVP that year. Um. But before we headway a lot more into this trade, just because this headline was so it's so crazy not right now because we've slowly been building up to this point. But if we were to ask ourselves last year if Kawhi Leonard to the Toronto Raptors was going to be a headline, we all would have been like, "What? That's crazy!" <laughs> so uh, let's reflect back on some of the headlines we had last year. The first one was the Laker rumors of Paul George saying that he wanted to go to. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, so yeah, that's the interesting one. When Paul George claimed that the Laker rumors were overstated, and Kevin Durant came out saying, OKC will blow you away. And we were oh. all like, yeah, sure. He's going to go to the <laughs> Lakers next year. It's not even like, this isn't even like a topic. And sure enough, here we are. One year later, Paul George is in fact still in OKC. <laughs> For a very long time now, too. And, yeah, the Lakers completely missed out, and the Laker rumors were overstated. So, Paul George, he's not a liar. Yeah, hopefully this isn't foreshadowing the complete gamble that Magic just and the Laker team is taking with this Kawhi Leonard situation. But also kind of something that aligns perfectly well with what also is going on today is the Rockets' pursuit of Carmelo. That was also (laughs) another rumor that was going on around this exact same time. Eventually, Carmelo was traded to OKC, but here we are again, and those rumors are st- are recirculating again. Yeah, that's so funny how a story from a year ago can you could see the same headline now. You know, like this story mm-hmm. is exactly the same. Like the Rockets are still trying to get him. It's really funny. 
And then th- this is just a, a fun little one. This wasn't a headline or anything last year, but the Lakers were having to choose between signing Tyler Ennis back or signing Rondo to fill out the end of their roster. And I know that you were a Tyler Ennis fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more than anything, I I didn't really... I thought it would be weird to see Rajon Rondo. Well, actually, part of it was because I did I didn't I didn't think it made sense to get Rondo on our team um, when we mm-hmm. had Lonzo Ball. I would prefer to see Lonzo Ball starting and a lot more of the younger guys getting minutes. Sure. And yeah, maybe I, I did have a little bit of faith in Tyler Ennis. Um, he's not on the Laker uniform anymore, but Rondo <laughs> found his yeah, way. Found his way there into a Lakers jersey. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, you make that connection. We were actually talking about this a year ago and. Now we have this year's free agency goes by, and Rondo's a Laker, and Ennis, uh, I don't know what, what happened to him. Yeah, he's he probably end up in Europe or maybe in a G, in a G League squad yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But not on the Lakers. But um, let's go. Let's dive right into it, though. Kawhi Leonard traded to the Toronto Raptors for DeMar DeRozan, uh, Jacob, Jacoby, Poltel. Pol- Pol- so this is a this is a really tricky one. I didn't expect you to get this. Yeah. The the correct pronunciation is <laughs> Jakob Portal. Jakob Portal. No. Nice. No. 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 <laughs> no. Jakob. Jakob with a Y. Jakob. Yeah, like like the Spanish way of like laughing in text, you know. Uh, yeah. Jakob. Yeah. Jakob Portal. There's an R Jakob. that doesn't exist. <laughs> Jakob Porto. I'm almost. I almost want to just call him Jacob. Yeah, you can just call him Jacob, dude. Young Jake. Uh, yeah, but anyways, they give him up in a tw- in a protected 2019 first round pick that is protected uh, one through 20 that would otherwise become two 2020 second round picks here. Um, interesting trade. It kind of just goes to show you that it's it speaks true that whenever one a a franchise player gets traded you never really get equal value back um you just simply go with the best deal and i think this probably was the best deal that the spurs were able to get outside of what they were demanding out of the lakers and thankfully magic johnson uh didn't cave in and give away brandon ingram and kyle kuzma and a bunch of picks for uh, Kawhi leonard i think yeah no i think laker nation is pretty happy about that also pretty mm-hmm. confident especially now being traded to toronto it's looking very likely that he'll be with the Lakers next year. I saw something, uh, some league source told ESPN that he didn't want to play for Toronto. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's looking pretty good for the Lakers in 2019, but yeah, I mean, getting DeMar DeRozan back is really good for the Spurs. Honestly, like with how Kawhi's trade value was deteriorating so quickly, it seemed Mm-hmm. Um, just because no one knew what the heck was going on with him, and you're able yeah. to get a guy that started for the Eastern Conference All Stars last year, yeah, like that's a huge come up for them. And you're still able to get a first round pick, most likely, because the Raptors should be pretty good, like good enough to be top ten record in the league. Yeah. So the the Spurs will keep that pick. Uh, Jakob is a he's a decent center man, like, and he's he's yeah. young. So the Spurs are looking pretty good on this side, honestly. I think I think that this is probably better than anything that the other teams could have really given them. I mean, you look at uh, the Trailblazers, like they weren't going to give Damian or CJ. Damian is arguably better than DeMar DeRozan, but CJ definitely yeah. isn't. Um, mm-hmm. All the Celtics guys, they're very young. They're v- like Tatum Brown would be amazing for Spurs to get. They're very talented, but 
I mean, I think DeMar DeRozan's up there with all of them. So they yeah. didn't miss out on anything not being able to trade with the Celtics. And, I mean, uh, Fultz, Simmons, Embiid. Um, you could argue that Simmons will be better than DeMar DeRozan. But at this point in their careers, DeMar DeRozan is the better player. So, yeah, honestly, I... like, this is really good for the Spurs. Yeah, I think uh, the interesting thing was that um, in an article with Woj, he was, he was speaking about the offers that the Spurs were um, – we're, get, we're getting and basically none of the offers had any uh, star player in it or any uh, high potential young player. It was basically a couple players packaged with a bunch of picks, which is what this, which is clear that that's what the Spurs did not want. Um, they're not looking to rebuild by letting go of Kawhi Leonard. They're looking to, to stay as a decent team because with DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, Paul Gasol, I don't, they're not a contender, I would say. I think no. they're probably going to shoot for the same it's the same seating that they got last year, somewhere between six to eight, or possibly even ninth. Well, I, uh, I think they'll how, be even better. How packed it is that because I mean, you look at how good this team did with just Lamarcus Aldridge last year, mm-hmm. and now you add an all-star player. Like, I feel like you can't help but improve, right? Yeah, that's true. Do you see this team going top four potentially? There's potential, yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. seeds. I mean, depending on if Capella Capella still hasn't signed. If he signs yeah. with the Rockets, they're one and two with Golden State. Three through ten is still up for grabs, so I could see the Spurs landing anywhere in that range. You know, yeah, that's true. They probably they're probably just as good as Portland was last year, and they walked away with that third seed. Mm-hmm. But then again, that difference was so tiny that it didn't even matter. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really didn't even matter. You're right. Um, but I think uh for the for the, for the Spurs, I think the hope was that they were going to walk away with a little bit more than uh. Jacob, Jacob, just call him Portal, Jacob. <laughs> just, Jacob. <yeah. laughs> I think I think the hope was that they were gonna walk away with Demar Derozan and a Freddie Van Fleet or an an OG Anobi, yeah. um, some one of one of the better younger prospects on that Toronto team. But it isn't bad. I mean, they walked away with a young centerpiece who um, averaged two blocks a game. I don't think he he has all star potential, star potential. But he'll be a great role player for this team for the next couple years. He's young. Um, and you get DeMar DeRozan, 28. He's still in his prime, who still who still has a lot of years in him to still compete at that level. And I guess it's just an X factor that he's on the Spurs, and and maybe mm-hmm. Greg Popovich can turn him and change his game around and um and do some well for DeMar DeRozan's career. So it's cool. It's good to see that the Spurs were able to walk away with this without necessarily giving up um any wins for this for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it cements them in at least playoff contention for the next few years, as long as DeRozan's there. And I mean, the guy's pretty loyal. I mean, Toronto, uh, he is going to stay there for the rest of his career if they let him. Um, yeah. So I, I can imagine him staying with the Spurs if they treat him well. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of think that uh, them getting Jakob was almost better than getting uh, Van Fleet or OG, honestly. I mean, you could argue OG has the highest ceiling of all the players mm-hmm. just as far as like overall talent. But when you look at the Spurs roster, I mean, they're pretty set on DeJounte Murray as their one. Uh, DeRozan yeah. now is their two. Um, that, so that's like really the positions that Van Fleet and OG play. But yeah. their oldest man in that starting lineup is Pau Gasol at center. <laughs> so yeah. they're they're going to need a replacement for him very soon. And Jakob easily fills that role for them. Yeah, that would be interesting if that guy and if he ends up playing his way into that starting lineup because... 
Playing pa a 38-year-old Pagasol at center, I questioned it last year, but somehow they made it work, <laughs> and they and they ended up walking away with a lot of wins. He played Maybe pretty well. The, yeah, the way the NBA has shifted, I guess you don't really need a, a physical big man as much, but um, with so much switching, I am surprised that Pagasol's still in this <laughs> league, but um, J Jacob is probably on his way um, in into that lineup if things go his way, but... Let's go back to the Toronto Raptors and talk about them a little bit. Yeah. So their title odds with this trade shifted from uh, sixty to one to eighteen to one. That's crazy. And yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of it is just because their path to the finals is so much is, will be a lot uh, easier or smoother. Um, I mean, they could finish the season pretty easily with a top four seed. I think with this squad that they have, maybe even top three um, if things smooth out pretty well and Kawhi Leonard plays like he used to, they, they might be better than the 76ers. I don't think they're better than the Boston Celtics. So, uh, just simply because I mean, the Bo Boston Celtics are just a great, they got a great core and that knows how to play very well with one another. What my question is though, will Kawhi even play? Like, yeah, we haven't the... seen him play on the floor. I mean, there's, there's talks that he might join up for the USA basketball mini camp that happens next week. So that'll be interesting to see if he actually takes mm -hmm. the floor for that tryout. But I mean, yeah, he, like we, he played nine games last year, averaged 16 points for re, 4.7 rebounds, whatever already said. Well, somebody said, I don't, I don't know <laughs> who said this, that he doesn't want to yeah. play for Toronto. So, like, what's his motivation to really give them his all, you know? Like, I can't believe that his, their title odds increased this much on a guy that is such a question mark to even, like, be the same yeah. Kawhi Leonard that he has been. Yeah, this is interesting, and it would be crazy to see how this plays out because we could very well be witnessing uh, something in, in the history of American sports, I think, maybe, or maybe just the NBA, but I think I would say American sports in that you have a player that is pretty adamant about where he wants to go and where he wants to play despite being under contract. Um, and if he chooses to just kind of lallygag through the season or or not even play at all, could we see an entire league basically just fold and give this guy ultimately what he wants? Like, will we see the Toronto Raptors trade Kawhi Leonard oh. uh, in the middle of the season once he's eligible to be traded uh, to the Lakers for – uh, basically for anything, <laughs> yeah. Basically for pennies, that would be crazy. But I guess anything is possible at this time, just because of the unknown factor that Kawhi Leonard has yet to come out and and say anything at all. It's insane. I I don't think I've ever witnessed something like this before in the NBA. Like this is mm -hmm. a player exercising absolute power over his own destiny, just not even caring about written contracts that he's signed. Yeah. Not not caring about his fans, not caring about any of this. For a guy that is arguably one of the best three players in the NBA today, like MVP runner-up on some years, and mm -hmm. like this is insane. Like, yeah, this cannot be good for his brand. Like, I don't know what advice he's getting. I don't know what like if the ah uh, i'm so stuck <laughs> yeah i mean ultimately yeah i ultimately wonder he just he must not just not care or i guess it's probably all honest that he was completely injured last year but if he doesn't but i mean if he doesn't i mean the the reality that he doesn't play is crazy because he is losing out an entire season and if he chooses not to play this season or at least uh kind of lollygag through it um 
yeah, his legacy numbers, his career averages are going to be hurt by it because he is in his prime. This, the years yeah. of you know between twenty five to like thirty are usually the where your averages are just um, solidified and the type of player that you are and are remembered for. Um, it is worked out during these days. Yeah, dude, it's it's so crazy. Like we could literally be witnessing like hit like this could be the demise of his career also too like maybe he just never takes the floor again the same way you know like we could always wonder like what could have been if like none of this transpired like if he hadn't gotten this weird injury like how good could he have gotten and we'll never know yeah or we could see this guy in a year from now or come february he's in a laker jersey and we talk about how Kawhi leonard is a player who literally just did everything in his power to get and be where he wants to be. Yeah. 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 He could be the, yeah. What if this is the start of a movement where like players are just like, I want to play for this team. So trade me or I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna rip up my contract. Like, yeah. is that, is this, is that dangerous? You think, is this like dangerous for other players? Like, do you think even other players are taking this as an example or do they actually have like enough? I don't know. Pride to like just or not even pride but just like respect for the game to like just yeah. play where they where they are you know I mean it's dangerous but I don't think it's um it'll be completely momentum it'll it won't be shifting for the NBA because the reality is there's very 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 few guys who have this power I mean we could probably literally just count them with our hands Yeah that's true the amount of guys who can leverage this much stuff cuz I mean the reality is like Danny Green or Freddie Van Fleet they probably could not pull crap something like this off. <laughs> no, no, like, no way. Yeah, it's still a big privilege and honor to be in the NBA, and I think ninety nine percent of the league uh, will still respect and and feel honored to be uh, on, under contract for a team. So um, it'll be interesting. It is interesting though to see how this would play out um, if Kawhi Leonard does take this very defiant role with this. Um, but anyways, getting back to basically what the Toronto Raptors now have as a result of this trade. They have Cal Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, and Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. And, with, uh, mm-hmm. and they still have a pretty deep bench too. I mean, Van Fleet backing right. up Lowry, uh, DeLon Wright and Norman Powell backing up at shooting guard, CJ Miles uh, backing up Kawhi, OG at power forward, and uh, Sayakam at center. Like, they, they lost two guys, but they gained two more, so their bench mob's still pretty much intact. Um, so I think I said earlier, OG played too. I I forgot that he was a big guy, but not as big as Pirtle, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they Mm -hmm. still have a very deep team. This is easily a top three, top two team in the East. If Kawhi actually games up. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I like the lineup. I like what they have right here. It's a really good defensive team. Between Danny, yeah. Kawhi, and Serge, that's some great defense. I mean, Kyle Lowry's gritty and uh, a little scrappy on defense, too. So yeah. I, I like and, the defensive end of this lineup. Yeah, and the continuity of coming back from what you learned last year, I think it'll help these guys moving forward. And I mean, I would like to say you add championship DNA, championship mentality with Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, but it's hard to say what kind of mindset and what kind of energy Kawhi Leonard will bring to this team in terms of personality. Yeah, do you think him and Danny Green are buddies? I don't know. Like you know, you never know with the NBA guys. Some guys that you think would be really good friends, they're just acquaintances, you know, or just you know, 
teammates. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering because like they got traded together. I just wonder if all the Spurs banded together and started hating Kawhi because like he was like abandoning their True. team, and now now Danny Green's stuck with having to stay with Kawhi. I, I wonder if he's like upset about that at all. I don't know. Hard. It's hard to say. Possibly, I could see it. Is um, Kawhi now a villain amongst NBA players? I don't know. That that's a good question. Do you think like all the guys are gonna take the floor and be like, "Dude, you're give you're like, you're you're just a bad you're just bad news. Like <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end you. You know? I don't know. I think it depends. I feel like for some players, they might it might I guess come off as highly snob. Yeah, um, and for others, it could be pretty. It could be empowering to see a guy like Kawhi Leonard basically try to just completely control his own destiny. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it could I, go either way. Yeah, uh. I, th- I, I think if for anything, it's um, Kawhi Leonard is more seen as a villain among owners, and um. Yeah, is he a villain owners, to fans? Coaches to fans yeah if if you're a san antonio fan i'd I'd like to say yeah probably as an nba (laughs) fan too like he robbed us i feel or he's like in the process of robbing us like like maybe he couldn't play all last year which is fine like you want to be healthy but like all the drama behind it and now like saying you don't want to play for a team like you haven't even gotten to know yet Um, yeah i'm sure drake is gonna embrace you with loving arms like yeah you don't know what it's like in toronto yet like i don't know i feel like that's just a bad look and like just we want to see you play basketball so just play like play the best basketball that you can do it for the nba fans do it for do it for us you know yeah when you put it that way yeah i mean i i would love to see Kawhi leonard i, I definitely would have loved to see a matchup against the warriors at some point mm-hmm. um a fair I mean, one. obviously, I don't know if they would have ended up playing in the first round together had he played the whole season, but at least the last two months, yeah, that would have been fun. But I, I don't. It at least for me, it's I. It's hard for me to make a judgment off this just because I haven't heard anything come come out of his mouth. Like I just, I don't <laughs> no know. One has. Do you I don't he, know. Does what? he even speak to his own family, or does he just like use hand? Like, does he use sign <laughs> language with them? Like, does he speak anymore? Is he taking an oath of silence that we're unaware of? That he can't, he cannot tell us that he's taken an oath of silence because he's taken an oath of silence. I have no <laughs> idea, and that's why there's so much mystery around here. I don't want to, like, the idea that he doesn't want to play for the Spurs because of injury misdiagnosis, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I guess that makes sense. It happens. It's happened to other players. He's not the first guy to have gone through that, but. Um, he gets traded, and then this idea that he doesn't want to play for the Toronto Raptors, like that seems like a bad look to me. Yeah, a really bad look. But at the same time, I I don't want to judge him yet, just because I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> we like, have no information. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to gauge his vibe at all because he's made no public appearance at all. Yeah. So let let's pretend like he is gonna play, like. Maybe not to top three MVP caliber Kawhi Leonard, but like top ten Kawhi Leonard. Does this is this team? Where do you rank them in the East? Second in the East. Second. I think they're better than the Seventy Sixers. I agree. Better than the Wizards. I agree. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody else to compare them to. I guess the Bucks. Yeah. I don't even know they're, about they're that. They're definitely team. not better than the Celtics, though. Like, yeah, just with Ky- bringing Kyrie and Hayward back, this is so. St- they're such a stacked team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Jason, um, 
Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and those guys. And I don't know if they're going to bring back Marcus Smart or not, but I don't really think it matters. I still think that those guys have grown so much from last year. Um, oh, and I think they're still going to keep getting better. So the continuity also of what they went through last year, they're pumped, I think, for this heading into this season. And I think they, they all seem to have their heads uh, placed placed well. And I think they're really excited to to push for that NBA Finals berth. And it's going to be hard for Toronto to, com- to compete with that. Yeah, it is. As an aside on the Celtics really quickly, uh, I saw Jalen Brown said that he's actually just disappointed LeBron left because he wanted he wanted to beat the gatekeeper, you know, like yeah. he, he he wanted to have to beat LeBron to make the finals. Like that's like the ultimate final boss kind of thing. And so now <laughs> now true. it's almost like not as fun of a challenge for him. And then also uh, the two K nineteen ratings are starting to slowly trickle out. Did you see what they ranked Jason Tatum? Did then they gave him a? I remember because I did feel like, oh wow, I think it was an eighty-eight, right? Eighty-seven, eighty-seven, yeah. yeah. That's so high. Yep. Like, I know he played pretty well, but like, man, that's super high for a second-year player. Yeah, I think so too. I'm I'm trying to think who was of that. I think Joel and no Joel Embiid was a ninety last year. Yeah, that's true, and he was technically a second-year player last year. Yeah, it, I it, I think it's really high. So it's really I would high. like to see, but right now we really don't have anything to compare it to until more of the more of these ratings come. But it does make That's me fair. think, kind of like, what was J, does that mean? Jalen Brown is an eighty nine. No, Jalen. I'd say Jalen Brown probably be like eighty five. I think they think Tatum's okay. better. Yeah, or Terry Rozier is he gonna actually be like an eighty? Yeah, dude, he might be. That's. Like that's the, gonna be a like stack team on two K. Yeah, I mean, not that like the Warriors are obviously gonna have like four guys in ninety range, but then like yeah, the Celtics are gonna be like Kyrie ninety three, uh, Jason Tatum eighty eighty seven. Gordon Hayward's probably gonna be like an eighty eight eighty eight eighty nine, uh, and then you got uh Brown will be like an eighty five, and Horford will be like an eighty something too. Like uh, then they're gonna have Rozier off the bench. As an AD, yeah. that's that's a crazy good team. I'm, I'm gonna have to play a lot of them <laughs> in two K. Yeah, yeah. So Jason Tatum might end up having the same um, rating as Al Horford, despite Horford being the All Star on that team. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So back back to this trade. Um, basically, so the way the money breaks down, this Kawhi Leonard could have taken a five year, two hundred twenty million dollar max deal with the Spurs had he stayed. But now that he's been traded to Toronto, the most that they can offer him is five years, $190 million. But since Kawhi wants to go to the Lakers, he's only allowed to get a four-year, $140 million deal from them. Basically meaning that that's a one-year, $80 million deal that he's missing out on. <laughs> and I think that was the Spurs' like last 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 resort that they had that they were really crossing their fingers was going to convince this guy to stay was that 80 million dollar card <laughs> and it's crazy that alone i i don't know i i don't think any rational human being hates being a, at a place enough to where they'll be willing to let go of 80 million dollars yeah how much do you have to hate the spurs like 80 million dollars worth that that is how much he does not like the spurs yeah, that speaks volume. <laughs> Man. That's wow. 
<laughs> yeah, but um, on the other side, it's let's Demar Derozan though, a guy who who's shown loyalty to the Toronto Raptors, a franchise that has never really had a player like that outside of I guess Vince Carter for a little part of his career. Tracy McGrady was pretty quick to want to get out of there, and Vince Carter eventually signed away from Toronto when he was a free agent, but. DeMar DeRozan, during his free agency period, he took no meetings with any other team um, and was pretty upset through his Instagram story, um, even mm-hmm. with a direct quote of, ain't no loyalty in this game. Um, yeah. Full black screens uh, depicting his his little bit of sadness, I think, uh, from knowing of the news that he was about to be traded to the Spurs. Right, yeah, and I saw that. It was like, wow, Like this guy loved being the guy in Toronto. He was not going to mm-hmm. leave that franchise. He he was going to sign a max deal with them and be super happy about it. And according to sources, Zamar was even told during summer league play yeah. that he was not going to be a part of any trade talks involving Kawhi Leonard. And a week or so later, turn around and everything has changed. So, yeah, yeah that that's the story we have at least right now. That, that's what's happened. Demar's holding on to that, and we have nothing else to base it off of, but... If that's true, man, like that is awful. I mean, yeah. But yeah, it's like there's no loyalty. Like he's right. Like there's no loyalty on the player side. We should not expect loyalty on the player side if organizations do stuff like this to guys like Demar Derozan. Because this is a yeah. guy that committed to your franchise who went through stints of just mediocrity, like after Vince Carter, and then Chris Bosh came along and he kind of held it up for a little bit, but he he jumped ship to win some rings in Miami and DeMar wrote DeRozan stayed and he is planning on never leaving. And then you just come and stab in the back pretty much. Yeah. I wouldn't look at it too harshly just because I mean, that is, that is the business. It is the not business. so much a stab in the back as just another, another uh, move in the well, NBA it's a stab would, in the back. Yeah. If they told yeah. him he wasn't going to get traded. That's true. Yeah. That is true. I guess you, just you could straight look up at it lie. that way. Yeah. If you're running a reputable business, you'll say you're in the talks, but we really don't want to trade you. Like, that's okay. what you'd yeah, say. Yeah, that's fair. But you don't, that's you fair. don't say, we're not going to trade you. Like, that. yeah, that's messed up. Like, that's you just trying to avoid the problem. And then yeah, it's like, it's, I, mean, I don't know. It's if, sketchy. I was just going to say, but if I'm DeMar DeRozan's friend right now, I'm sitting next to him, I'd pat him in the back and say, hey, man, at least you're not going to Sacramento, (laughs) Uh, you know, because, you know, there was a reality there when uh, during the draft and the start of free agency that the Toronto Raptors probably um, had people telling them and the pressure to blow this team up to not have the exact same result that they had last year to blow it up and just start over and that could have been a possibility of Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan ending up in uh, some other team like the Magic. I don't know. Or yeah, the, the Kings Nets for, maybe. The Nets <laughs> for for basically a pile of young players and uh, trade picks, and he basically would just see the end of his NBA days there. Mm. Uh, but instead, he's going to the, to the San Antonio Spurs that, that's got a, a solid team. Um and yeah. a great coach and a great culture and i think it's a i think it'll be great for his career yeah definitely like the spurs are one of the best places he could have gotten traded if he yeah. was going to get traded i mean like a completely established dynasty right now of making the playoffs of having success great fan base i mean amazing coaching staff 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it doesn't get much better than San Antonio in this in, in this NBA since 1997. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, he's get he gets to play against a young point guard like Murray. He's uh, 21. Um, Rudy Gay's he's, he's Rudy solid. Gay's, yeah, he's whatever kind of. Yeah, he's just there. Serviceable. Um, you could, you still got Lamarcus Aldridge. He's 33, but it seems like in the in the NBA today, your guys are going to be able to play until they're basically 38, like Paul Gasol, and still somehow be a starter. It's modern medicine, but, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. So it it so this this Spurs team might be a uh, a good competitor in the Western Conference for the next three three years, I would say. Yeah, at um, least until Popovich retires. Yeah. Uh, but so how many how many wins are you giving this this current Spurs squad? Hmm. That's it. So I had the I gave the Lakers forty eight. Yeah. Uh, at our last podcast, so mm-hmm. that's my baseline there. I'm gonna give them. It, it's it's it it's tough, man, because I do I think it's gonna end up being really close again. <laughs> I think the Spurs team walks away with forty nine wins this year. Forty nine, I like it. Yeah. I'm gonna go fifty one. I think fifty one. This, this is the makings of a fifty one plus win team. I mean. You have to think a guy like bringing in a guy like DeMar DeRozan is worth at least four extra wins for your team from last from year. Last, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep anything from their old, uh, from the Spurs of the old at this point. I think they still have Patty Mills. He's still yeah, carrying the, a little bit whole, of that. Like they re-signed Brian Forbes. They re-signed um, uh, what's, Matt I don't remember his name. Bertrand. Bonner? No, Bertrand's. Oh. I just, oh. <laughs> it was like a big shooting white guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they re-signed everybody except they lost Tony Parker pretty much. Um, and they're still – Mono Ginobili. They're yeah, still, Ginobili's I, still I, there. So this team, they kept it pretty much intact, and they and you add DeRozan and Pirtle. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, that's a nice improvement from last year because Kawhi didn't really play for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited now. Another team in the fold Man. for LeBron James to continue competing against because I yeah. think the Lakers were probably it's, counting that team out. I know, man. It's just harder for the Lakers now, man. <laughs> Do you think the 10th seed is going to have like 47 wins? I, it's it's possible. I don't know if it'll – well, let's see. Last the year the 9th seed had 46. But the Clippers were 10th at 42. But now that you That's add right. the Lakers in, like that you move them up to that higher echelon too, like there's gonna be a tenth seed that yeah. gets that has like forty seven wins, I feel. Yeah, and I mean we're gonna get to talk about the Denver Nuggets as well, who are I would I think that's safe to assume they're gonna win a couple more games than they did last year, uh with Isaiah Thomas and just <laughs> I think their guys are naturally just improving. You really think Isaiah Thomas is gonna make much of a difference there? I think so, man. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about him later. Um, there's yeah. a few more trades we have to go over. Um, this one is, is kind of close and near and dear to my heart. Jeremy <laughs> Lin gets oh, the butt end of the stick traded to the <laughs> Hawks for literally nothing. There were some second round picks in there. It doesn't matter. This is Jeremy <laughs> Lin we're talking about. This this man does not get any respect. <laughs> he doesn't it's so disgraceful man he gets disgraced with this terrible trade man ah you remember when he signed that ridiculous four-year contract and was getting paid which at the time in the nba 
that fifteen million dollar a year last year of his contract, just nobody wanted to right. touch it. Yeah, no, of course, I, of course. I mean, that fifteen million is now like I guess what would be twenty million dollars. Yeah, in the it's NBA definitely today. inflated. Where you're just like, God, that's an awful salary. Uh, I think he's just still being punished from that. Yeah, and I mean, this is also a punishment for not playing last year, too. Yeah. We don't know how he's going to, how well he's going to recover from that season ending injury he had. Um, I, I mean, I, I have faith that he's putting in the work. Like, this, no one works harder than Jeremy Lin. You know, like, Uh, this guy's had to prove himself over and over again. And he has the talent. And he just had, he didn't get a chance to prove himself last year was going to be in a good opportunity. And now, now he will either back up Dennis Schroeder or presumably start for the Hawks. Um, mm-hmm. if they're able to get rid of Schroeder, but yeah, I mean, so personally I'm hoping they're able to get rid of Schroeder so that Jeremy Lin can get more playing time. Cause I, maybe- I just feel like he just needs to prove himself. He just needs, he just needs the healthy playing time. Or I could foresee Jeremy Lin being a potential buyout option later on the, Dude, in the don't year. Don't do that to him, man. He would be a solid piece on a contender. Uh, I know. I just I feel so bad for him, man. Like if you're OKC, okay, I I wouldn't mind adding Jeremy Lin if you can if he gets bought out. I mean, yeah, who they sure. they have right now? Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton, old Raymond Felton. <laughs> he looks. He just. I have no. idea. This madman looks out of shape yeah. every time. Yeah, dude, he gains a little extra pounds every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't know how he still has an NBA job, but it's yeah, no, crazy. Jeremy Lin would be great behind Russell Westbrook. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I could see that being a possibility. We'll see how that the year plays out for yeah, him. Yeah, hoping for the um, best for you, Jeremy. Yeah. What about the Denver Nuggets though? Um. Just kind of another <laughs> just salary Dude, dump. That style Bleacher trade. Report of the Nets, uh, the Nets. Do you remember the one from the last season that was like the the game we'll take, of zones? Yeah, well, or yeah, the game of zones. Yeah, take your bloated contracts and <laughs> mediocre yeah. youngsters. It continues to be true. Um, <laughs> in this trade, they they get Damari Carroll and Daryl Arthur's fat contracts that are expiring. Along with a protected 2019 first round and unprotected 2020 second round pick, so they continue to stockpile these picks for taking on these contracts that these other teams just can't get into their cap space. Yeah, they're basically doing what the Boston Celtics did to them. Right. Yeah. When they, when they made the trade for Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Gardner they're and learning Paul from their mistakes. That's good. Yeah, so they're they're gonna eventually be good. Is their plan? Like they're they're trying to build towards the future. Um, by just having a lot of cap space available when the time comes that they can actually use it. <laughs> or they might just like stockpile a bunch of bloated contracts that they just like don't have any cap space to even sign their first or second round. Pick. I know. <laughs> Wouldn't that, <laughs> that be a bad won't happen, situation? But that, would be, that probably won't happen, but it would be extremely ironic and funny if it did. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, well, whoops, we didn't see that one coming. Yeah. But luckily for the Nets, these two contracts expire after the end of this year, so they should be fine. And the move saves Denver over $40 million in luxury tax on the year. So that Will Barton signing got them well over. Um, getting rid of these two guys brings it back down quite a bit. So uh, it's just something they have to do. I don't think they necessarily wanted to get rid of these guys. They're decent players, um, would mm-hmm. give them solid bench time, but... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah, think Denver has a necessarily super large cash flow to just pay forty million outright. 
Yeah, and it set them up to get uh, Isaiah Tom get that contract for Isaiah Thomas. Small, but a little yeah. bit. And, um, but what about the Memphis Grizzlies? They're another uh, dark horse team in this. You Western love Conference. this, don't you? I actually do. <laughs> I thought this team was ready to rebuild. I thought Marcus Sewell was well and gone from that franchise last year, and I thought they'd probably trade Mike Conley too. Mm. Um, but. Those guys are still there, and the Memphis Grizzlies got a nice pickup with Kyle Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. Chandler Parsons in his last year of his contract, so it's possible that they can make some moves with that, maybe. Yeah. But they got Garrett Temple in a trade. He's a nice player. Uh, getting rid of Ben McLemore, he makes his return to the Sacramento Kings and Deontay Davis and some cash. Who would have known the Memphis Grizzlies could have actually given cash? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> they actually have some cash, and it's funny. The, the amount of cash they gave is the exact amount of Deonta Davis's contract. So they can basically <laughs> waive him for free if they want to. The Kings can. Um, that was a nice little incentive uh, the Grizzlies threw in there for them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know why the Kings would want this trade to happen necessarily. But I can see for the Grizzlies, I mean, Garrett Temple, he's not a flashy player by any means. But he's got good size he can guard multiple positions um try they're still trying to bring back the grit and grind man they're gonna hold on to that strategy and you know i i think i think this is great i think yeah we're, we're both a big fan of this of this <laughs> type of team you know yeah it'll be funny and it might be pretty sad if this is the team that ends up uh I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the team that ends up beating out the Lakers. Oh, spot. <laughs> it's Can you imagine that it, I could actually, unfortunately it's crazy to think though. Like this Grizzly team is not bad with Mike Conley. Yeah. It is not a bad team. They were only bad because, and they have Jaron Jackson jr. Now like yeah, Jared Jackson jr. Is a who nice is one of, pick. one of the best players in summer league fourth pick overall. Like this team is not one to sleep on. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, we'll see how this all plays out. I mean, maybe Chandler Parsons makes a crazy return. Or no, we said that last year, too. <laughs> no, don't keep trying with this man. Yeah, but the Western Conference, of course, heats up with uh, the little man, Isaiah Thomas. Man, this guy sticks around. He's not getting $20 million, but he is getting $2 million with a one-year minimum with the Denver Nuggets and reunited with his old Sacramento Kings coach, Mike Malone. Uh, the guy who really gave Isaiah Thomas a big opportunity back in his days in Sacramento and started Isaiah Thomas when he uh, finally was, and he started showcasing what he's made out of him, set the domino pieces for his career. Yeah, it'll be tougher on this Nuggets team, though. I mean, mm-hmm. he, man, he just got absolutely wrecked in free agency. Nobody really yeah. had cap space that could make good use of him. No, no yeah. one could really take him on, and he had some talks with the Magic that broke down, and that would have just been a mess for him, I think. So, honestly, I think this is – I think he sees this as the best long-term plan for himself. I mean, he takes a one-year minimum deal. Um, he plays for a coach that knows how to use him well and yeah. will be able to showcase that he can still do a lot. And, um, I mean, I think this is great for the Nuggets. I mean, they get a guy that is was top five MVP voting two years ago. So yeah. just crazy scoring off the bench behind Jamal Murray. And they also, I mean, their team is just so deep, you know. And, mm-hmm. like, and they have the ability to bring in guys like Isaiah Thomas and Michael Porter Jr. Just complete wild cards. You don't know how they're going to play, but they could just dominate 
Yeah, it'd be crazy. I mean, if this Denver Nuggets, I don't know how likely this is to happen, but say Isaiah Thomas plays pretty decently. They give him a two-year deal. And all of a sudden, in three years, Michael Porter Jr. is playing awesome. Isaiah Thomas is playing pretty well, and Joe Kick is in his peak. Yeah. The Denver Nuggets just betting on these wild cards, um, these high rewards, below risk deals could make themselves into a contender. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's not like there's no risk to this at all. It's a one year yeah. minimum, and they already have like the rest of their team intact. Like Isaiah Thomas doesn't break the mold. You know, yeah. And neither does Michael Porter Jr. So, like, the Nuggets are making the right calculated risks. I think it's really smart of them. Um, I, I really hope Isaiah Thomas can get a bigger deal next year because, like, th- this man played his heart out. Like, his sister died during the finals <laughs> or during the conference finals last year, and he had to play through that. And then the team trades him, and then he gets relegated to the Lakers bench roll. And then no one picks him up in free agency. So it's been a quite a steady downhill for him the last year or so. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hopefully, he can probably, turn it around. I hope so too. Um, probably Kawhi Leonard learned a little bit from Isaiah Thomas in terms of how to deal with an injury. Ugh. The right, the, at least the safest yeah. way for your career. But um, here's another guy who's kind of been struggling a lot because of injuries, a little bit more than Isaiah Thomas, mm-hmm. and that's Jabari Parker. Uh, then the former number two pick, second to Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. and this I'm I'm glad to I was questioning whether or not this guy uh, would get any any sort of money this this off season, but he walked away with a two year forty million dollar deal with the Chicago Bulls, so twenty million dollars a year, which is decent, great money I think for him considering yeah. his situation and the question marks around his health. But it's crazy. This is a guy who was a number two pick and. He he put up some great performances his his rookie year. He came down with an ACL injury, came back that 2016 year, um, and put up tw- average 20 points, six rebounds on 49% shooting, and he looked like the franchise player for the Milwaukee Bucks. But he went down, and um, unfortunately, when the time that he was down, another player rose up, and that being Giannis. And yeah. now Giannis has taken that la- label of franchise cornerstone. Uh, so Jabari Parker has kind of had an unfortunate path so far in the NBA, but hopefully he can do carve out his path or his legacy with the Chicago Bulls here. Yeah, and like you said, two years, forty million for this guy who had a lot of injury question marks is a very good deal for him. Honestly, like yeah. he should be thrilled with this. Um, last week we were talking about how the restricted free agents just weren't getting much love in this like. Uh, in this free agent market where the cap space, a lot of these teams was just, they, no one could pay these men. But for, mm-hmm. for this guy at this point in his career, like that's a very good deal. And the, the yeah. second year team option protects the bulls from if he ends up being too injury prone to play, like it's only a one year deal if it has to be, but it is yeah. funny though. Cause now, now the bulls are paying $20 million a year contracts to two guys that have injury plagued careers in Zach Levine and Jabari Parker. That's forty million dollars combined to these two guys next year that like are huge question marks. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that, especially with Levine's being a very long term deal. Like this could be a recipe for disaster for them. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, I mean it's hard because I think the Jabari Parker deal is good, but in the combination with Zach Levine, yeah, right. It doesn't seem like it's a lot of risk. It's a risk. Yeah, it is. Um. There's no doubt the Zach Levine deal was 
It's not a very good one. Um, I don't really <laughs> think he has that high of a ceiling. I think Jabari Parker easily has a higher one. But Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is an interesting team, though, because you got a lot of young pieces here, but a lot of upside in Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, Laurie Markinen, and um, their, young, their young rookie that they just picked up, Wendell Carter Jr., who has also yeah. looked really good in the summer league. Um, this is a team that might have a lot of upside if things work out their way, considering um, health and and um, and yeah, I mean, just like they hopefully they progress really well. The Bulls could be an interesting team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's interesting enough to where if they by some miracle were able to stay healthy for like seventy games of the season, those two guys like they might have a chance at an eight seed in the East. Because, yeah. like, who else is going to get it, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's up for grabs for sure. Um, not that it'll mean a lot, but for the franchise that's been at the bottom, or that that was at the bottom last year, like, that, yeah. that'll that be a huge turnaround for them if they can somehow turn that this into, like, a 40-win a team. Yeah, they're, they've rebuilt pretty quickly. Yeah, so um, moving on, I mean, there's just a few other small signings we can mention here. Uh, Wayne Ellington re-signs with the Heat on a one-year $6 million. Uh, them just keeping kind of their starting rotation, their bench rotation together, yeah. um, keeping him around. Uh, Channing Fry returning to the Cavs on a one-year minimum. He's uh, back. He's back, yeah. <laughs> let, let the championship contention uh, continue in Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, let's see how far this team can go. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think it'll be very far. Uh, and then lastly here, just mentioning Shabazz Napier signing a two-year deal with the Nets after being with the Blazers last year, doing, doing a pretty good job backing up Damian Lillard last year. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, this really random signing for the Nets. It's not a bloated contract, um, so surprising. <laughs> Yeah, he's the insurance policy for uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think, yeah, seeing how true. he comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you should come back just fine. Yeah, it'll be, it's a good pickup. But uh, let's go. Let's let's talk about the summer league a little bit here. The yeah. the epic final with Portland versus the the Lakers. Uh, Josh Hart, Alex Caruso, uh, Savi, and some a bunch of other young Lakers and guys that are fighting to make that roster versus a Portland team that was basically, I think, purposely, consciously <laughs> constructed to win this summer yeah, league because they up, by man. far. <laughs> They by far had a more legitimate summer league roster than a lot of teams out there. Uh, and what I mean is, like, they had Zach Collins out there playing the entire time, the number 10 pick from last year who played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Papa Gian. What's, what's this dude's uh, name? Giorgio Papa Giannis. Papa Giannis. Uh, basically a bust, but he was a number 13 pick. And they had... And everybody else on that roster was were six first round picks, or six of those guys were yeah, first basically round. Basically, their picks. whole like rotation. <laughs> yeah, I mean they had uh, guys like Archie Goodwin and KG McDaniel's dudes who have dude. These guys have played in the NBA <laughs> for a couple years now. Wait, so is there like an age limit on the summer league, or like how like how old can these guys be to like play in the summer league? I mean, there's not an there's not an age limit, but it's kind of like. Kind of like the summer league is basically where you send your uh, your first round picks of that year um, and a couple second year guys and, and and just a couple young guys that you're debating whether or not to invite to training camp. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So the Lakers going up against these guys with <laughs> I mean, Josh Hart was the best player on the floor. But yeah. I, 
I mean, besides from that, you had Svi. Uh, Mo Wagner got hurt earlier in the summer <laughs> league, so you didn't even have him. And then there's just a bunch of guys on that Lakers squad that you'll never hear of again. <laughs> and they, they yeah. made it to the finals. They didn't have Lonzo or Kuzma like they did last year. And they're mm-hmm. still able to make it in an impressive fashion uh, just to get stomped by this Portland team made of a bunch of, like, NBA bench rotation players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it was kind of like an unfair battle, but... Uh, they they the they played well and it didn't also help the Lakers cause that they played a hard double overtime game that yeah. night before against the Cavaliers. Uh, Colin Sexton just that that guy's good. He he loves to compete and I can see why they call him the Young Bull. Yeah, Young Bull. Did, were you able to see that double overtime summer league game actually? I was. Yeah, it was an exciting game. It the really was. Was on one. Josh Hart was playing great defense and. Texan was he wanted it um but basically the lakers lost their legs how do i know mm-hmm. because when they played against portland they shot 14 oh. percent from the three-point line 39 oh, percent from the field 14 percent from three they they shot it so well in that semifinal too yeah, yeah josh they Hart did. With 37 named the summer league mvp like that's that's two wait all three lakers on like uh, they drafted last year were summer league MVPs because I think Kuzma and Lonzo were the co MVP last year, right? Were they? I think so. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so all their draft picks won summer league MVP. Oh, and they're all from the same draft. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So Lakers I've... are doing something right with their draft picks. So I have high hopes for Mo Wagner and Svi now. Yeah, Svi is great, man. He uh, he was very impressive. I didn't know what to think about these guys. Um. But they really showcased themselves out there. I mean, Svi making the all-summer league team alongside basically all the top lottery picks of this year. So right. that's impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Because, I mean, that means basically he was a top 10 player out of all these guys that it could have been. Uh, granted, yeah. he was just playing a lot more than some of them, you could argue. But yeah, he, he he took advantage of the opportunity, um, did really well for himself. It's good because he might actually see himself playing a lot of minutes next year, I think. You think so? He'll get some minutes oh, on yeah. this team? This is a lot of guys he has to contend for minutes against on that Lakers squad. I mean, it's just because that front court is so so thin in terms of rotation pieces. His biggest competition is going to be Zubak. Zubak is like a center, though. Yeah, I mean, we could see him. We could see him. We could see Svi playing some center, what? possibly. Maybe. Dude, dude's like six foot eight. Yeah. D- it's possible, man. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not like Julius Randall can play center. He, he's yeah. like pretty sharp for center. Not, I don't think Svi. He's not big. He's not like bulky. Yeah. Well, like LeBron would play center over him. True. But... Uh, I think it'll be hard. Like, cause you still have Lance Stevenson there. Who's like a similar size. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ingram, obviously. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. Um. Anyways, but moving on from there, what were some of the best uh, rookies that stood out to you, Sean? Um. So I mean, with this one, the Knicks actually seemed like they drafted really well with their two rookies, Kevin Knox yeah. and Mitchell Robinson, actually playing very well. Uh, Kevin yeah. Knox being their their pick in the first round in the lottery, making the summer league first team, averaging twenty one point three points a game. Uh, this is a guy that was booed when his name was called by Adam Silver. No surprise, classic, no surprise. Yeah, classic <laughs> Knicks fashion for the yeah. third year in a row. Their lottery <laughs> pick gets booed, and you know he's gonna end up being a really good player because of it. 
Maybe that's good karma. It might be. Yeah, maybe they know that that's like have like if we boo, he's a good player. So we'll just keep booing. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, speaking on the Knicks, this kid Mitchell Robinson, though, was actually playing pretty well. And I had no idea who he was. And I looked him up and I didn't I don't know how I missed this story, but apparently this guy was a top 10 um, ranked coming out of high school and he completely skipped college he didn't play in the ncaa because he just dedicated the entire year um he moved to dallas and uh just trained for the nba draft the entire time and because of that i i think he fell that's why he fell all the way to the second round um so (laughs) this is kind of a weird story this could be a come up here for the knicks yeah, this could be like a diamond in a rough type story. Isn't that interesting, though? His draft value falls because he dedicated a whole year of his life to training for <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's because you have to take his word for it that he was actually doing that. And yeah. And you didn't actually see any evidence. Man, if I was I don't know. an NBA scout, you wouldn't think I'm going to go check in on this man. That's a top 10 <laughs> high school prospect. See how he's doing. <laughs> like yeah that's crazy i mean he averaged four blocks a game in the summer league just dominating fools yeah this guy was an is an athletic freak and he was just chasing people down i think the knicks man they got these two guys Knox, yeah yeah these guys could be something big for them yeah but how about wendell carter jr on the bulls we mentioned him a little bit earlier mm-hmm. also named to the summer league first team pretty impressive stat line that Pretty much matched his production at Duke with uh, 14.6 points, 9.4 rebounds, and 2.6 blocks a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, those are impressive numbers, and he's going to be their starting center. Yeah, it, it's impressive seeing all these um, all these bigger guys, these centers that are so versatile. They're just like yeah. unrecognizable. Um, I mean, just the way they play the center position is so vastly different compared to well, I was so used to seeing people play the center position um, just like seven years ago. Yeah, the center positions evolved. I mean, you, you look at even like the top draft picks that didn't really play in the summer league, Aiton, uh, Mo Bamba, like these guys, like they're not prototypical centers. Like they can they can stretch out and like defend multiple positions now. Yeah, it's scary. They're just athletic freaks that could just guard any <laughs> position and chew and run with the ball crazy it's mm-hmm. it's exciting to see what all it seems like it's not just one there's like many of them yeah yeah i mean one guy we have the bottom of this list jaron jackson jr fills that hole as well i mean he had a yeah. great summer league too mm-hmm. um it started he is eight for 13 from three um had seven yeah. blocks in a game like that's ridiculous <laughs> and he's th- for this memphis team that looked like it was in a rebuild but really wasn't because they just have mike conley just waiting in the back Mm -hmm. like this is gonna be a good team like this guy's talented yeah it seems like there's a lot of dark horses here for that rookie of the year um it might not be as clear-cut as it was last year between uh with basically just ben simmons until donovan mitchell sneaked in there halfway into the year but this (laughs) year we it might just the opinions might change like month to month here um, but yeah, Jaron Jackson, that crazy debut, eight for 13 from three against the Utah Jazz. And um, how about call? I mean, we talked a little bit of Colin Sexton, but yeah, Young Bull, another huge, um, big rookie performance out of all of them in, in the summer league alongside Savvy as well from the Lakers, who another second round pick who surprised and walked away with 
all all league uh, all summer league honors. Yeah, what I love about Colin Sexton, from what I saw, he cared so much about winning that game. Yeah, like the intensity you could see on his face, the way he was fighting for every possession. He made some really clutch shots too at the end of regulation and overtime of the first overtime. Like this is this kid is a winner. Like yeah. he wants to win. And it's going to give the Cavs a little bit of something to root for. Like, you're not going to be able to fill the void that is LeBron James. But th- this kid's going to fight hard for you. And just enjoy watching him play because he lives for this sport. You can tell. Like, it's in his blood. Yeah. Do you think that, do you see the Cavs as an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference at least? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Even with, uh, call, say, Colin Sexton comes out and, and averages like 15, 15 points. Are they no. in eight seed? No. No. They're not ready yet. Yeah. Like, Colin Sexton, can't, he cannot, as for as, as cool as he is, I just can't see a rookie making that immediate impact. Like, I'm not going to bet on him being Donovan Mitchell quite yet. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I guess that was like sort of the comparison I kept making during these summer league. I was like, who's gonna be like Lonzo Ball know, right? and Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these guys dominated in, in or like had great performances in their own different way than Lonzo Ball and Donovan Mitchell did last year. And Dennis Smith, I guess there was more like Dennis Smith Juniors. Right. Yeah, Dennis Smith Junior. Yeah, a guy that like destroyed summer league and everyone was hyped up about him, and then had like yeah, fifteen point a game average. Like you're saying, yeah. Sexton could get, but really didn't really amount to a huge impact so right i guess that would be the comparison hot dennis smith jr at dallas Mm -hmm. um he had a decent rookie year but didn't really amount to team success and that might be the path colin sexton takes unless all of a sudden jr smith we just oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) lebron was holding him back yeah Probably not, though. <laughs> Probably not. But, hey, I want to give a, a final – one of these final thoughts. You want to give a shout-out to Marcus Gasol. I read this this news article I saw where he was part of a rescue mission that helped rescue a woman who was left to die in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Look at that. Like, so he actually – he participates in uh, this, this volunteer group called Proactive uh, Open Arms um, in Spain that just goes on rescue missions saving people – and so Marcus Saul volunteers with them during the off season and goes out and saves lives. <laughs> Look at that. This man saving franchises, uh, <laughs> saving, saving lives as well. What a legend. Yeah. I mean, that's great summer training for him. He's going to need, he's going to need a lot of life saving um, when he gets back. Yeah. To Memphis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. Yeah. And to close this podcast out, don't forget that Marcus smart, Clint Capella and Dwayne Wade, um, as well as Montrez Harrell and David Nwaba are still unemployed in this NBA. Yeah. I heard Marcus Smart might be closing in on a deal with the Celtics. Um, that's yet to be seen. There was no real big news on Clint Capella this week. Dwayne Wade's got to get something from Miami here. Like, <laughs> we're going to hear something soon. And, hey, give some love for my boy Montrez Harrell. He, he played so hard for the Clips last year. This man deserves a yeah. contract somewhere. And Lakers, yeah, I, Lakers, please sign Nwaba back. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think they need Nwaba. They back. need him. Come on. I, I could see the needy Montrez Harrell possibly. Oh, dude, Nwaba, the defense, dude. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you next week with some more NBA news, rumors, and reactions. Have a good week, everyone.